Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. It's one of these things that we hope we never have to do, but I think we all expect that we will at some point, and that's uh, paying a visit to the emergency room. And I guess we hope that if you have to do it, that it's going to be for something not necessarily life-threatening, and also that you're not going to have to sit there for hours upon hours. So if you have to go to an emergency room in Calgary, how long are you going to wait? I mean, there's the longer answer to that. Of course, it's going to depend on a lot of things. It's going to depend why you're in the emergency room in the first place. More serious problems are going to get uh, dealt with more quickly, obviously, than, than less serious. Depends on the hospital, depends on the time of day, depends on what happens to be going on that day. And there are ways of checking. Uh, as I learned, I guess it was earlier this year, almost a year ago. I won't go into the gory details, but yeah, my wife had to take me to the emergency room in the middle of the night, got a nice scar to show for it. But uh, yeah, before we left, we went online to check on what's the wait here and what's the wait there. And, uh, you know, we lucked out and, and things weren't so bad. But I've been a few times uh, having to take the kids and... Uh, sometimes it's been kind of a painful way at other times it hasn't been so bad. So how does Calgary compare to other cities in Alberta? And how does Alberta compare to, to other provinces? So there's new numbers out today from the Canadian Institute for Health Information. And by and large, Calgary's okay. Uh, Lethbridge actually um, tends to have the shortest wait times of Alberta's three major cities. And in fact, one of the lowest in the country. Uh, but Calgary does perform a little bit better on average than our neighbors to the north in Edmonton. Joining us to talk a bit more about all of this, very pleased to welcome to the program Kira Lee, who is uh, Director of Health System Performance with the Canadian Institute for Health Information. Kira, welcome to the program. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. Well, how do you go about uh, calculating all of this in the first place? This information is provided to us directly from the hospitals. So we receive uh, information across Canada. Not all provinces are are, uh, collecting these data for us, but a good portion is, and all of Alberta is is included in this information. Okay, so it is something that hospitals do monitor, so they keep track of when somebody arrives, when they're treated, when they're discharged. That's right. And this is an average because, obviously, as I said in the introduction, uh, on any given day, you might have uh, one hospital dealing with a difficult situation, maybe you don't have it at others. Obviously, some people are going to get treated sooner than others. So does, does this represent, you think, an, an, an accurate snapshot, I guess, of the situation? Well... What we actually look at is a little bit of a higher standard than an average. So we look at the the 90th percentile, which means the uh, time that it takes for 90% of the people who go to the emergency department to be finished. And what we see, as you said in your introduction, is that Calgary um, and Alberta as a province is actually doing well in getting most of those patients uh, through the um, through the emergency department, whether they need to be admitted or just in terms of seeing the physician initially, than the rest of the country. It does mean, though, that one in ten, that that other tenth percent, um, are waiting a bit longer. 
So, but why might that be? Do we know? Well, what we know from the times that it takes to get patients admitted to hospital, there are patient populations that are having a harder time getting admitted and taking longer, for example. And what we see, you know, you mentioned also the time that you went, um, for people who aren't emergent cases, if you go late in the day, so if you're sort of, you know, towards the end of the night, if you go late in the week, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you register at the emergency department, um, you tend to have those longer waits uh, to be admitted to the hospital. The other thing that we're seeing is with older patients. Uh, that is a patient group that we're, that we're seeing is actually even more, uh, have even longer waits uh, to get admitted to the hospital. So those are different places where the hospitals can focus uh, their attention to see if they can do some better juggling of, of their resources to get those patients uh, through to the admission and into a hospital bed quicker. Right, because emergencies by definition can happen at any time, uh, and it could be a whole lot of different things that people are coming to an ER for. I think that the concept, though, and maybe it speaks to how we use emergency rooms in this country uh, and lack of, of family doctors, because by definition, an emergency needs to be dealt with right away. And I think people get nervous at the idea that if you have an emergency situation, you're going to have to wait at all. But what, what's the reality of what emergency rooms are, are dealing with? Right. Well, I would say from the data that we have, there is a, a sort of a score that you get when you go into hospital, which is called a CTAS score, C-T-A-S. And people who are the most urgent um, would be classified as either a CTAS 0 or a CTAS 1. Um, and they, those people would get dealt with immediately. There is, you know, sort of literally no wait from what we can see uh, with respect to getting treatment. It's really the people who have uh, conditions that are sort of, um, could, you know, could be festering. Um, they have pneumonia that hasn't been dealt with and, and they're still not feeling great. And, you know, it's late at night and they are having trouble breathing. Great reason to go to the emergency department. May not need sort of that immediate critical care, may, but may not. And those are the people that tend to sort of have these longer waits. So they're more complicated people. They're more, they're people that, you know, it's sort of the odd hours of the day, um, having trouble getting into access to uh, care. Uh, we wouldn't expect family do doctors necessarily to be available at 10, 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, those are appropriate uses, but it does mean that, that things get stretched. Right. And certainly, I mean, one thing is to, to remind people that emergency rooms are meant for, for emergencies. And mm -hmm. I mean, here in Alberta, we have walk-in clinics available, for example, for people who don't have family doctors. So, we, we, yeah, we don't want to be burdening emergency rooms with situations that are clearly not emergencies. Uh, that's part of it. But, but what more can be done? Why, why would it be that one jurisdiction is doing better at this than, than another? Well, that's an excellent question. And as I uh, said, Alberta is actually, uh, as a whole, doing reasonably well, both at um, getting patients, admitted patients into the hospitals, as well as those initial physician visits that are also uh, tend to be irritable to be waiting for once you get to the emergency department, the time that it takes actually to be seen by a physician. How jurisdictions are dealing with this and why some are doing better than others, it's hard to say. Some of it likely has to do with the patient populations that they're seeing. Some of it also might have to do with how the care is organized and, and having an eye on the patients and how they're moving through the system um, once they're in hospital and, and, you know, sort of getting those patients out of hospital who could be discharged and making sure that they're out of the way so that more people could come in. Those are all things that uh, 
um, that we know are triggers for sort of that throughput measure and trying to uh, decrease the wait. Some hospitals and, and some uh, jurisdictions just have kind of a better eye on all of the patients than others. All right, really interesting. Uh, we'll leave it there for now. Kira Moore at uh, kaihai.ca, C-I-H-I. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Take care of. All right. That's Kira Lieb uh, with the Canadian Institute for Health Information. So, um, yeah, these, these are hospital reported numbers. And someone texted wondering, well, are the hospitals being accurate? Is there an incentive there for them to say that this guy left at one uh, thirty when maybe he didn't leave until 2 o'clock? Uh, well, they're recording all of this, and some hospitals do a lot better than others. So I guess if they were fudging these numbers, everyone would be doing awesome. And that's not the case. And by the way, and someone uh, texted earlier to say, well, Rob, where, where do you find that information on the hospital wait times? Uh, it's at albertahealthservices.ca. If you just Google Alberta or Calgary ER wait times, it should take you right there. So I'm um, looking at it right now. As of 1.07 p.m., uh, it's a over a three-hour wait, three hours, 26 minutes at the Foothills Medical Center. It's only an hour 21 at the Peter Lougheed Center almost three hours of the Rocky View, and it's just under an hour at the South Health campus. So quite a variation. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.